0: All right, hold on one second, buddy. I bet. I saw some crazy backstories just driving in.
1: We're good to go? All right. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 126 of Convos on the Pedicab. I'm here with my pal. Owen Scheuer from InfoWars. Before we get started though, we got to give a quick shout out to our sponsors. Have you been leaving your house outside again? Texas weather can wreak havoc on your home, especially your roof. And if you haven't had it inspected lately, chances are that outside elements could be making their way inside your home. Trust Balcones Roofing and Remodeling to perform a thorough roof inspection and offer long lasting solutions. They are the only five-star rated roofer in Austin who specializes in installing the impact-resistant F-Wave Revia and back all roof replacements with a $20,000 guarantee. To schedule a roof inspection, call 512-937-8805 or visit balconesroofsaustin.com. 512 Boutique Events services all catering and staffing needs to any event in Austin and the surrounding areas. Anything from weddings to corporate events to festivals. They are even equipped to provide bar services. Visit their website today at 512boutiqueevents.com for contact information. Calendar fills up quickly, so be sure to get your event booked today. Owen, so happy to see you.
0: It's nice to be here. I'm getting some behind-the-scenes pedicab action uh, this morning. I know, man. This is how
1: us common folk live, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> they, They're trying to push us out of Austin with all the scooters, with the Ubers, with all this. I don't like those things. I've never ridden one to this day,
0: and I will hopefully remain an electronic Scooter, scooter virgin, virgin. excellent yes. that's are, my plan
1: this is why you're a great american <laughs> <This> <laughs> one of the many why, reasons this is why this is the this is pre, uh primary reason number one why, why you are a great american and uh the 126th guest on this podcast so very excited it is funny though how you just wake up
0: one morning and there's a hundred scooters sitting on your street corner you know it's like what how yeah. did they get here well what some is- of them
1: also go into the ocean and it's for climate change
0: that's true. Actually, I think it's in India. There's a whole <laughs> massive parking lot filled with ones that can't be used anymore,
1: and I think there's like tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of these things, just as far as the eye can see. It's sustainability, and This is how they want to travel. This is how they want you to travel when they put us into fifteen-minute cities.
0: Yes. Well, if you're lucky, if you can afford one, you know, you might have your card shut off your chip shut off because you didn't get your new, boost, <laughs> your your new booster, booster.
1: <laughs> or, or your kid didn't get his, his they're not uh, gonna
0: they're not gonna accept your transvaccinated status i'm sorry to
1: tell uh, you oh man but those are I my mean, pronouns what are you talking I'll, about i'm just telling you you I'm know just part just of being trans owners being able to identify as whatever you want to identify as and i identify as somebody who's had three shots and five boosters <laughs> it's just it's <laughs> so a, this is about it's equipment. a lie <laughs> they don't accept that
0: i challenge you to take that into the world of the seventy six hundred genders, and they will
1: reject your transvaccinated status. These so, bigots. so, so, you mean to say that if I, if I um, don't get my fifth booster and don't give my son his monthly puberty blockers, um, we won't be able to live in the fifteen minute city? That's true. Or you might be able to live there, but you won't be able to get the food and the water that they have monopolized understand like you're going to have to get the synthetic cricket burger instead of the organic you cricket might have burger. yeah you might you might have to go to the to the black market cricket uh shredded yeah. cricket for some sustenance you're going to have to send bitcoin to buy the prime crickets yeah well bitcoin is probably
0: going to be illegal
1: so you'll be pressing mm. pressing your luck there i don't really know how they can make bitcoin illegal though that's going to be a tough one you know they're going to try they're going to try i don't think you can though. with how bitcoin is made and how bitcoin operates like they what they, they, you can't do anything about that because it's controlled by node operators. And the, major- and like the only way to do anything about Bitcoin is if to change the code. And anybody can be a node operator. It's like becoming an Uber driver almost.
0: I think what they'll do <coughs> is they'll find a way to tax it so that it's not even worth holding. They'll either this unrealized gain tax or some
1: crypto. How do tax. they do that if you have a KYC free hard wallet? Like, what are they? How are they going to find? Well, I'm that? not the one that's going to be doing it. I know, but I'm just saying that that's a, that's, a, that's just not going to work, right? Because people are just going to put their their Bitcoin in cold storage. They're going to say, "I lost my my keys in the boating accident. I'm sorry." You know, like there's no way to do that. What they, what they can and probably will do, is <clears throat> try to pump up as many like shit as as many alt shit coins that they're doing right now. And try to get as many like exchanges to fail or choke out. Like you know about you know about Operation choke point, right? Is that going on right now? Are they uh, pumping shitcoin? They're not pumping shit. They do that every four years in the bull market, right? Yeah, I want to. Um, I want to bet on the right one next time. Just huddle Bitcoin, and then you're you're fine. That's the right one. No, but that's like long term. If you think, I mean, it's still, work really out. Good, it, it's still a really good. It's still better gains about, than
0: any other investment. I'm talking about the ones that go like a hundred thousand percent in a week and then fall off the table. Yeah,
1: but that's like going to a casino. Yes, it's literally going to a casino. You
0: don't want to put it all on red and win.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, you want to know? You know what my my best altcoin strategy is? It's just buying stocks that have big, like buy like Bitcoin mining stocks, and you'll get like the you'll get a very similar return, like Riot Blockchain. Um, and I fucked up. I should have bought this, but it was like less than a dollar a share during COVID, and in the height of the bull market, it got to 82 bucks a share. So imagine if you bought like a thousand dollars worth of Riot when it was, like, a dollar a share and sold it. Like, you never saw the top, right? But, like, you sold it at 60. Like, you made a 60X return on an investment. That's insane.
0: You can do that with anything, though. I mean, you can sit there and have
1: regrets of moves you didn't make financially forever. Oh, forever. It's, never, well, I, it's everything. You have regrets of, about moves you didn't make. And then the, the most important thing is to always, you know, create things and do stuff, right? Like, just in, in general. But um, back to Bitcoin, like, wh- what, they're, what I think they do is they try to get the exchanges, like, so, so I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this, um, <clears throat> but you've been paying attention, to, like all the bank stuff, right? Yeah. Okay. Um. Do you know who Caitlyn Long is?
0: I don't think so. No.
1: Caitlyn Long is this lady who ha- has a um a Bitcoin bank bank called like Custodia Bank, and they were um trying to file. They were trying to get um FDIC clearance to ha- to be able to operate, and they had their reserves were at a hundred eight percent ratio, meaning that they had a dollar and eight cents of reserves per dollar. Okay. And it got rejected. So the opposite of FTX. Yes, the exact opposite, got rejected. Um, there have been numerous banks that will hold reserves at one-to-one and they get rejected by the Fed all the time to have banking licenses. And it's because they want them to be safe, but not too safe. And the, their argument is that like, hey, if, if you're at one-to-one, then everyone's going to leave the other banks and only go to your banks and it could create a big stress on the system because it's, literal, it's a literal Ponzi scheme, right? Yeah. Um. Anyway, the point the point being is that a lot of crypto exchanges are, uh, you don't really know exactly what their reserves are, like Binance when, when the CEO of Binance was, like, talking about, like, his um asking about, like, the proof of reserves, he couldn't give a clear answer. This was months ago, right? Now, Binance today is, like, halting day trading, halting and, trading. And that was the guy that— That's CZ who kinda, tried— to,
0: Yeah, he exposed SBF, FTX. Yeah, 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 he exposed yeah,
1: FTX. Yeah. That guy. um FTX, that guy was was palling around with these congressmen trying to get—trying regula- regulate to be the one to pursue regulatory clarity, which would basically allow his Ponzi scheme to remain untouched for decades. I mean, um, he was a front
0: man. He didn't know what he was doing. It's pretty clear at this point. They got him living with his parents, calling it house
1: arrest. I mean, you know, come on. Yeah, well, and then the $250 million bail, they got out with 250 k And, like, yeah, it's a total scam. Um, and this guy's, like, a total autistic weirdo. And the media was calling him, like, a crypto genius, which well, makes no
0: sense. That's what I'm saying. His parents and all these powerful people basically set him up as a fall guy. I don't even know if he understood what he was involved in. He might still not to this day. Same thing with that Ellison girl. I mean, you know, Dude, they am just...
1: saying if you're worth billions of dollars, that's the best you could tap. Something is <laughs> no, <laughs> bro, no, it something... wasn't about tap. It was <laughs> something is... they were tapping into something else. <laughs> 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 All right.
0: <laughs> so but that's what they did. They they used them as fall, the fall guy and the fall girl. And now uh and now. SBF
1: is just hanging out at his parents' house. Yeah, just until he goes to jail, playing
0: Super Nintendo. Uh, Ah, he's not going
1: to jail. Um, well, he's a fall guy. It doesn't really matter whether whether he goes to jail or not. It's kind of a moot point, because what what's happening though is that like you kind of touched on it. They use these people as fall guys, right? So like they'll pump up, um, these exchanges that are kind of insolvent or illiquid, right? And eventually the dominoes come crashing down, and a lot of people who get into crypto. Or get into Bitcoin, they at first get into it because they just want to get rich quick. They want to make quick gains. They see the number going up. They see the green candle. They want to drive Lambos and go to the moon. You know what I mean? Like they 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 do it for those these really superficial reasons. And so if an exchange fails and some stuff like this happens, and they don't understand how cold storage works, they don't understand like multi-sig. They don't understand like they're not like trying to learn about the lightning network. They're not trying to like actually use it as a they're not trying to like take the time to understand that Bitcoin is better money. You know, or they're not slowly DCAing into this better asset over time with what they can afford to do, and they're doing stuff on leverage and all this other stuff, right? Um, the more these exchanges get wiped out, the less they trust crypto, right? Um, and if you if you don't know what's going on, you're gonna conflate Bitcoin and crypto together, and so then you're gonna be less likely to wanna take the exit ramp. And so when the banking system fails, which it is which it, it is failing, you just look at what's happening. Like you can't sustain a three hundred thirty trillion dollar debt. Um, unless it's by force and you have an entire army of they them's in the military, um, it's obvious that it's failing. And so when these things fail, um, what, what's going to be left, it's going to be nationalizing banks and, and creating central bank digital currencies. So ultimately I don't think they need to even do anything that crazy. They just got to brainwash the people to just voluntarily accepting a CBDC, which they probably will. Cause they all put that stupid mask on during COVID. Well,
0: this is what was inevitably going to happen in cryptocurrencies when everybody started making their own coin. And you've got these influencers that uh, so commonly, I don't think I'm the only one refers to them as this boobs and Bitcoin. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. And so they get guys in and they kind of treat it like it's day trading. I mean, if I was going to do day trading, I would just get involved in the stock market. If I was trying to look to make gains like that, I would get involved in the stock market. Uh, market. It's my understanding, and I don't know why this hasn't been... It, 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 if it's a communication problem or if it's a reception problem, but the whole point of the cryptocurrencies is, is to say, we're not going to be reliant on a gigantic central bank Ponzi scheme. We're not gonna put all of our economical, financial eggs in this basket because if it does, we know where it's going. We know the plans they have. We know about the Chinese communist system that they have over there. They want to bring here. Oh yeah, the social so, credit system with CBDCs. You can only buy meat on Tuesdays. So, but if why? Your, yeah. So I'm I'm saying, why are these people getting into crypto or getting into Bitcoin and stuff? Looking, oh, I gotta make a gain, or I'm gonna make a quick return, or I'm gonna I'm gonna be trading. I mean, if you want to do that, that's more like what the stock market is for. To me, the understanding is we're the, the gamble is that you'll be able to use Bitcoin or whatever crypto you have in the future to make a purchase so that you and I can make an, a transaction and we don't need the government involved. Like that to me is the real investment. That, you know, so I don't know why so many people think, oh, I'm gonna get into this and I'm gonna get rich quick or I'm gonna make money. To me, that wasn't the intention of Bitcoin. That wasn't the intention of cryptocurrency.
1: No, I, I agree with you fully. Um, but. What you illustrated is also a symptom of cultural degeneration, right? And you know, I think a lot get of get rich what, quick, yeah, get rich, get rich quick, the, get fuck the, a bunch of bitches, get, the, get the Lamborghini yeah, photo on Lambo, Insta, yeah, exa- exactly exactly. Um, and you know, a lot of a lot of people in our little conservative movement, they're really big on talking about cultural degeneration. Um, but instead of you know, but what what happens is instead of like you know talking about the actual source of it, they just post clips and just. You know, get angry and yell and, and rage on the internet, right? And like anybody with half a brain understands that cultural degeneration and lack of sound money literally go hand in hand with each other. And, um, in the
0: fall of civilization,
1: yes, like in when the Roman Empire fell, they were clipping coins and look what happens, you know, in Weimar, Germany, uh, when they had hyperinflation, you saw a lot of the same, a lot of the same cultural degeneracy was happening in Weimar, Germany, um, and then, um, it? like ever since Bretton Woods. Happened in like 1971, all of a sudden, like modern feminism starts booming. It's not, you know, the Rockefellers, they funded this movement for purely moral and ethical reasons, Owen. Which, you know, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, isn't, you know, when you when you get to the bottom of it all,
0: right, when you get to the bottom of the barrel, when you get to the end of the funnel, it's always depopulation. I mean, it's always there's always at least an element of that <laughs> you know? every single time, whether it's trans kids or this modern day feminist movement, which actually, though, I see a trend on this which is the rejection. So it's like fifth-wave feminism is anti-fourth-wave feminism. Like fifth-wave feminism is, wait a second, women in the house
1: raising the family, women well, being you're feminine. Seeing a, you're seeing a backlash. But the problem is, <laughs> all right, here, here's the thing, right? Like when you degenerate and devalue currency, um, you can no longer have like, you know, because histori- like, historically speaking, right, you know, the man would go to work, right? In most societies, some you had like, you know, warrior woman cultures and stuff like that and it was a little different, but in, in from a broad general standpoint, you know, like the man would go to work, the man would hunt, the man would, you know, go out with his buddies and, and bring home the food and the woman would like take care of the garden and they'd, they would have like their community of other women and, and that entire community of other women would help raise, raise the children, right? Um, and when you have sound money, you were able to um, support a family on one income, right? And so because you were able to support a family on one income, most women, they could have gone to work if they wanted to. They just chose to stay home and raise the kids because that was what, that was what you did to create a strong nuclear family. When you devalue currency, you force both members of the household to have to work. Because when you devalue currency and print money, the people that benefit are no longer the people that work the hardest or have the best ideas or are the ones who are the most innovative. It's the people that are the most politically connected and closest to the money printer. So you print up a bunch of money um, and you say you're going to fund a bunch of projects to help society, but all you do is help a select few group of cronies. Everything else gets more expensive and then everybody ha- everything gets taxed more and everybody else has to work that many more hours. And so now you have... Both members of the household working. Now the kids being raised by the television. Now the kids being raised by nannies. The kids raised now by the internet. And there's, you there's see school exactly. School teachers. Yeah, yeah. And then and then you see exactly where it's going. And like the school teacher today, bro. Like that teacher was probably raised in a single parent home. Um, a latchkey kid watching television all day from the age of you know when they were like seven years old and up watching TV and God knows what with no parental supervisions. Now you got like porno and stuff like that that you can just anybody can just go on like put in the classroom. In, well, now it's just. May as well be in the classroom, but even so, like, a 12-year-old kid, like, remember, like, you used to look at your dad's Playboy magazines when you were younger? You'd have we to always- find them if you could find They're usually hidden. Okay. Yeah, exactly. They're hidden, but, like, people tried to find them, right? Now, like, all I got to do, no matter whether they do any of this legislation, right, all a kid's got to do is just type on go gopornhub.com and then just start looking at a whole bunch of stuff. And then th- your first exposure to, like, sex is from some, some professional – on the internet, you're going to get desensitized to like actual real like human connection. And so yeah. you're going to be a grown adult and you're not even going to be able to like satisfy a woman or reproduce or do it's any really, of those things.
0: It's, it's actually so much worse than that because the desensit- the desensitization is just like the first level. Sex is basically the most powerful drug on mm-hmm. the planet. I mean, when you, t- when you think about what happens chemically to your body when you have an orgasm it's it's the most powerful drug on the planet that's why elon musk makes the joke that in the future we'll just all be plugged into these machines giving us orgasms 24 7 like that's the joke so what you're really doing when you're introducing kids to sexual content sexualized content at a young age you're basically like giving them a sample size of crack you're giving them a little bit of crack and they don't really know what they're doing. They don't really know they're getting addicted to this crack. They don't really know what's going on in their body. And so naturally, they're just kind of getting acclimated to it slowly but surely. The television, the stuff they're not seeing in the classroom, the, dra- the drag queen story time. And so just like when somebody gets addicted to, to crack, you constantly, need the, you constantly need those endorphins. You constantly need your, your body chemistry changing like that like what you have during sex. So this is why people end up getting addicted to porn, or this is why people get end up getting addicted to sex. It's because it's the most powerful drug on the planet. And so if you, if you don't recognize that, harness that, control that, it's going to end up controlling you. So when you give a, a child a little bit of crack, what are the odds that child is going to be a crackhead when oh, they're it's older? Gonna be
1: so it's going to be insane, yeah.
0: So that's exactly <clears throat> what you have going on with all the sexualized content for kids. They end up being addicts, sex addicts, porn addicts. And it's really a tragic thing that I don't think we've properly addressed. And I don't think banning, you know, the answer to me is never really banning things. I don't even like the idea of a TikTok ban, but it's a conversation I don't think we're willing to have because we're doing it to ourselves.
1: No, I agree. I'm not a big banner of things. Um, I mean, for the most part, I think, like, if something is grossly unsafe, like, I don't think you should, like, make crack legally sold in stores, right? You know what I mean? Or her- like, I don't think you should legally sell heroin at the grocery store or anything yeah, probably, like that. Like,
0: probably bad business. Right. You yeah. Know?
1: Yeah. I don't think that's a good idea. Like that should, there are certain things that should be, um, should be illegal. Right. Like you should definitely ban drag shows for children. <laughs> right. Like, you know, but, but but you also shouldn't, bet, yeah, well, like, drag, got, but you also shouldn't, like, go too far. And, you've got minors. You've got the
0: concept of minors for a reason. Like, that's yeah. a legal
1: thing for a reason. You don't bring your five-year-old to the titty bar. Like, why would you bring your five-year-old to a... I don't, age? yeah,
0: like, you don't... I remember I used to go to the, uh, to the steakhouse with my grandfather when I was a little kid, mm-hmm. and my mom hated it because my grandpa would go there and drink whiskey and smoke cigars, and that's what all the old men did. This old yeah. man steakhouse, old veteran steakhouse... And they'd go there and drink whiskey and smoke cigars. Now, I, my grandpa wasn't giving me a pack of cigarettes or a cigar to smoke. No, but he wasn't it. giving. Yeah, but he, I was around it. And that scared the hell out of my mom. She didn't want me anywhere around it. And I remember that was a that, that was a little bit of a uh, little bit of an argument they would have. But, yeah, there's a reason why we have this concept in the legal system as minors. It's to protect children. Yeah. Like even Hooters
1: should not be family friendly. That's kind of creepy. Yeah, I don't that know. That is a little I, weird. Know, like, you shouldn't make Hooters family-friendly. That is I, it, a little strange. I
0: never really went to Hooters much as a kid. I mean, there was one in downtown St. Louis right next to the ball games, but uh... – you know, I usually, I, I went to restaurants. The wings are really
1: good. The wings actually are See, really good. See, but no, I, I, went to, really I went good. to restaurants
0: for food. I never found Hooters food good. I just, I never found the it. The wings to be are good. actually delicious. I don't really I like the, wings. I, I think I like, wings are the most overrated food of all time. There you go. I just said it. Oh. All that effort for what? A tiny little morsel of meat? You're covered in grease and, yeah. and sauce. And well, what you do, do you, you have? don't have
1: wings for the nutritional value. It's just sometimes it's fun to eat wings. <laughs> uh-huh. a, yeah. All right. Whatever you say, man. That's what I think. Uh, so that that's that's my statement on on that's my on, controversial take of that today. That that's the most controversial take that we have. That on this will podcast. be, that, the will most be controversial that will be that will be the most
0: this. ridiculed take is that wings
1: are the most overrated food item. So overrated, disgusting.
0: <laughs> but, don't
1: send me a ten pound bag of wings. Don't send me a ten pound bag of wings. exactly. Um, but yeah, that's that. that is that is kind of like the problem though that conservatives have is that they'll be, go quick to like ban like to say oh we got to ban something or they'll they'll be quick to like you know. Take what's happening right now, which is bad, and just like get super puritanical with well, their that's always
0: That kind of always happens too, though. It's you know that's the yin and the yang. That's the that's the pendulum. Yes,
1: yeah, like the more puritanical you get, the more likely you are to get sprinkles the drag queen to come to your your school well, I mean, uh, kindergarten <laughs> classroom and cat litter, and, yeah. kitty cat, butt yeah, litter. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then like that's a local hero. I, yes, <laughs> yes, stunning. And know, brave. Yeah, no, no. Or, or then like, or then the, you know, the, the more likely, the the more you you like. Bombard kids with these these all ages drag shows, the more you actually go back to like actual puritanism or like absolutely. I mean, I think there's got to be a middle ground and people need to figure out what the middle ground is.
0: But for, for me, and this is definitely a trend of what you're talking about, but even for me personally, the more wicked and the more evil I see in the world, the more I'm like driven to become. The opposite, pure, yeah. Like the more uh, the more wholesome I want to be, the less stuff I want to do that I feel is either bad for my body or bad for my mind. Like the more course, pure I want to.
1: Okay, but then we have a next generation. How do you communicate this to the next generation of kids who've been raised a little bit differently on these computers in a much different way than we've been raised, Um and they didn't have two parents in the home? That they're a lot less likely to have had that because we have a. a literally, the more you degenerate the culture, the more you. um the more the more you destroy the currency, the more you degenerate the culture. How do you communicate that with those kids? Like, how do you go about doing that, right? Because, like, if you go to a classroom of 14-year-old kids and just say, don't have sex till you're married, they're not going to listen to you. They're going to just do the opposite of, of what you tell them, and they're going to continue doing that. So, like, how do you, like, bridge the gap and, and find, like, a middle ground? Like, how do you find, like, a middle ground to make it so that these kids are, like, yeah, man, I can't just fuck it. Like, fucking a million different girls is not cool. Posting thought pics of myself on Instagram and creating an OnlyFans is not going to help me. How do you how do you get to the middle ground?
0: Well, I think that kids are obviously impressionable, and so that's why they're, they're, they're so targeted in marketing and politics and propaganda and culture. But, you know, I think that the middle ground will always find itself. Children are rebellious in nature. I had extremely conservative parents. I mean, my mom was as conservative as you're going to find. And, uh, you know, I I found myself in plenty of trouble growing up. I think the youth is always going to be inclined to rebel no matter what they're being told. So if if the young is being told to um, be gay or do this or do that or have a bunch of different partners, then they're going to go the opposite direction just because of their rebellious nature. So I think the middle ground will, will always kind of exist organically there. Whatever you push the hardest, the youth is always going to probably rebel against. But there's things, there's certain things that it's just, you know, you have no control over it, right? I mean, there's certain things when you're a kid, you just know you want to do, right? You just, yeah. It doesn't matter whether you have somebody telling you to do it or not. You just know you want to do something. You want to try something. You want to experience something. No,
1: of course. But it's like instead of teaching abstinence-only education and like bombarding kids with porn, you'd be like, listen, you know, most of y'all are going to have a couple of partners before you get married, right? This is this is what it is, Right. Um, If you happen to, like, you know, marry and, and have children with the first person you're with, that is awesome that that's better. A lot of times people think, like, you know, you got to have a bunch of partners and stuff like that. And it's the biggest side in the world. Like, I got to have a bunch of partners to get it out of my system. But the more partners you get, the more it just becomes ingrained in your system. And that becomes really dangerous. But you're like, listen, like, <clears throat> you know the best, you're going to have these feelings. These things are going to happen. And the best, um, the best experience you're going to have is if it's somebody you actually like and want to be around. Cause every time you sleep with somebody, you get their energy. Like you literally get their energy. So like, if you're going to go around and you're going to try to like sleep with a bunch of different women all at once, and you actually have like, let's say you like want to be an artist. Let's say you want to be a writer. Let's say you want to be an athlete. Let's say you, you want to, um, own a bunch of businesses and you want to create a bunch of, a bunch of things, right? Like you need good energy around you because these these activities require such an insane amount of hard work and drive and and discipline that you don't deserve to have bad energy inside you. You know what I mean? And like, I think you gotta, you gotta like frame it from like an energy, from an energy perspective or it's like show statistics. Like, listen, like no one's going to stop you from doing what you want to do, but like, don't you want to have kids? Don't you want to get married? Don't you want to raise self sovereign individuals that are able to make their own decisions instead of like, Um, having to rely on like what fake experts and and what fake corporations are telling you to do. Well, the more partners you have, the more likely you are to actually get divorced, the less likely your kids are going to be able to become like self-sovereign adults. So I think it's like you got to just have that discussion and just show charts, show graphs, like just be like, listen, like these are just numbers and this is what will happen. You guys are all awesome kids. Like you deserve to be happy. You guys deserve to own businesses. You guys deserve to make things. You guys are like the actual future that you're going to like, you guys are going to be the ones that are going to give us flying cars in 20 years, right? Like you're a lot less likely to give us flying cars. If you're, if your energy's out of whack and you're less likely to follow through on what you want to create. This episode is brought to you by Balcones roofing and remodeling. Have you been leaving your house outside again? Texas weather can wreak havoc on your home, especially your roof. And if you haven't had it inspected lately, chances are that outside elements could be making their way inside. Trust Balcones Roofing and Remodeling to perform a thorough roof inspection and offer long-lasting solutions. They are the only five-star rated roofer in Austin who specialize in installing the impact-resistant F-Wave Revia and back all roof replacements with a $20,000 guarantee. To schedule a roof inspection, call 512-937-8805 or visit balconesroofsaustin.com. This episode is brought to you by 512 Boutique Events. 512 Boutique Events services all catering and staffing needs to any event in Austin and the surrounding areas, anything from weddings to corporate events to festivals. They are even equipped to provide bar services. Visit their website today at www.512boutiqueevents.com for contact information. Calendar fills up quickly, so be sure to get your event booked today. You're really getting into advanced psychology now? Yeah, I have a psych degree. Well, that's what I'm saying.
0: (laughs) I I, I remember, I mean, they they do have psych classes like this. I have a psych degree too, actually. Hey, all right, all right. And so I remember there were two different uh, psychology courses I took. One was uh, human sexuality, and I think the other was something like, something, I maybe even had love in the title. I don't remember. But, I mean, you're really getting into advanced psychology, and I mean, I guess you could bring these concepts to children, at least well, at the high school some kids. sort of the
1: high school kids you can. You can't yeah. be talking about this in middle school. Yeah. You shouldn't talk about this. So I don't think you should talk about this at all in middle school. You shouldn't talk about this. High is probably good. In high school you tell you you talk about this and you do it in a way where you're like
0: Well, it's like this. I understand the I understand the concept by high school. I understand the concept between a Ferrari and a Ford Focus. Right? Yes, yeah. Of like course. I understand that. So so I think that that's kind <clears throat> of the, the approach that you have to have is to understand that, you know, look at it like a relationship or a marriage or, or whatever, even your sex life as, do you want to have a Ferrari or do you want to have a Ford? Here's what you need to do to have a Ferrari. Here's how you're going to end up with, you know, whatever, uh, you know, POS 1978 Honda Soul yeah. or something. So I think that if you can, if you can maybe present it to children like that, I mean, otherwise you're getting into advanced psychology to really even be able to understand most of it. You have to experience it. I mean, you can read it so out of have, a textbook.
1: Right. Okay. So...
0: You've been around, right? I've been around. You've been around. A little you, you've bit. You've been around. 33 trips around the sun. Well,
1: good. F- okay. You're, if if the right. truth is that we're moving around the sun. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? That's a different it's discussion. Just saying. It's a, you know. <laughs> I mean, Werner Von Braun's Tombstone talked about the it's a thing. Don't worry about it. Hey, that's another topic. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Eddie Bravo, babe. not. Oh, um, okay. Um, but like, you've had your share of girls that you've, you know, fucked around with and stuff. No, man. I'm a yeah, virgin. No, you're a, of course. Yeah, yeah. Just like everybody. In a, yeah, yes. <laughs> Yeah, that, yeah, of course. All right. But like what's it like dating a girl with like a high body count? You're talking about like in a in a difference? Yeah, and I'm just saying like with a low body count. Yeah. yeah. Like cuz just because you have a high body count doesn't mean you're a bad person, doesn't mean you're going to cheat, doesn't mean anything. But like psychologically, right? Um girls with lower bo- like psychologically, what's it been like dating a girl with a high body count? In terms of like the trauma and the other stuff that you've had to deal with over time, in terms of what they've had to go through, because it eventually comes back to you?
0: I think that that just depends on each individual. Um, some may be extremely particular and judgmental about that. I typically haven't. I don't think you should judge at all. No, I know you're not saying that. I'm just saying, you know, I, to me, it's like I know I haven't been the best person throughout my life. I know one of my, in fact, one of my biggest regrets is. It's not that I don't regret marrying my first girlfriend or the first girl that I had sex with or anything like that. It's that you, you realize that you put so much into these relationships and you kind of do lose a piece of your heart every time. I don't know if you can ever really regrow that. I mean, you do lose a piece of your heart. So I realize that in each relationship that I've had with a woman that she's lost a piece of her heart just like I have. And so I do actually kind of feel bad about that, and maybe that's why I haven't had a serious relationship um, in a while. But, you know, to me, that's that's how I look at it. It's like, you know, I can't really judge anybody. I can't really, you know, high body count, low body count. I'm sure that there is a – I would say the level of commitment is the biggest difference. Like, if a girl has been with a lot of different guys, the relationship isn't going to mean as much. Losing the relationship isn't going to mean as much, and there's not going to be as much – let's say real estate available in her heart in her mind in her soul if she's been with a bunch of guys same what same on the same on same the on, guy same side same on
1: this end yeah like <clears throat> i've definitely had too many partners out you know before i met my girlfriend we've been together like 6 years i mean look at like this nothing's... love machine man this thing right bike, here this is a love machine
0: don't act like you just because it's not
1: your bike doesn't mean you haven't had a ride i <laughs> not actually had a ride i've not had a ride in this bike uh, <laughs> no but I, I would I'm, I'm really lucky. Like my girlfriend's awesome. We've been together six years ever since, but ever since we've been together, um, and, and ever, ever since that we've been together, like I've, I've gotten so much more stuff done ever since we've been together.
0: Definitely more productive.
1: I've, I've been a lot like, yeah. And I think that, you know, there's when a level of that. Yeah. Like when you're in a good relationship with somebody and when you're with somebody that you feel supports you and when you, when you're with someone that you feel like you can rely on and and you can trust Um, you're going to be a lot more productive. You're going to get more things done. Your quality of life is just going to be better and you are going to be happier, like developing that connection with just one person. Um, And and the other side to it also is that in order to develop that with another person, that person also has to have the same set of, the same focal points that you have, right? And if you're like going out clubbing all the time or the girl's like out trying to party all the time and and drinks too much or has a substance problem or doesn't have like her head on her shoulders, you know, you're not going to, that relationship that you're in is just going to make you do less. And it's going to actually be toxic and harmful to you. Whereas if you're with someone who's like focused on what they're, on what they're doing the same way you're focused on what you're doing, you're going to wind up becoming a better human being as a result of being with this person. And just mathematically, like the higher your body count is, it seems as though it's going to be just a little bit less likely for you to have those, those qualities and stick with those qualities consistently. But that Does that go- make sense? Like- yeah,
0: and th- I think that kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier: is when you see the world around you degenerating, you start to re-realize some of that stuff and start focusing on becoming a better person. You want to be the change you, you want to be see, better. and so you know. Again, I think it just this is how things are going to go. It's the cultural pendulum, it's the political pendulum, but when I look at it from Like the person that argues, humans <clears throat> humans aren't meant to be in a single relationship, right? Because if you're hyper-masculine— oh, that's the
1: most Malthusian shit it, in the world. You're, like you're, that you're is- hypermasculine,
0: but but you know, I get the I. I mean, we can all relate, right? I get the idea. You're hypermasculine. I'm hypermasculine. Whatever I'm walking around, I see women that I find attractive. And I can't, wanna, change yeah, can't change that. You can't change it. Like all that's now. that's there's nothing I can change. That's just it's it's built into us. I mean, even women. There's hyper-masculine women that that like sleeping with men they're horny all the time it's yeah. on both sides so i think the the and this is kind of how i've approached this and it's been very w- rewarding for me is i look at that as it's a challenge of discipline and it's a challenge of willpower yeah i know that i can walk around downtown austin on a friday night and see a bunch of chicks walking around in tiny little skirts and low-cut tops and maybe go out and try to have a good myself a good time with her but there's a certain level of discipline and will that when you don't engage in that and when you don't fall, say, victim to those, to those natural things going on in your mind and your body, it's, it's a willpower. It's an advancement of your willpower. It's an advancement of your discipline. And I think that also makes you a better person. So I get why people say that, but you, it's, it's another thing where you better yourself when you recognize that and say, no, I'm going to be disciplined. I'm going to have a willpower. And ultimately, you become a better
1: person. Well, and I agree with you. And I think that, like, the more discipline that you have, the more self-discipline that you have, the less likely you are to um, succumb to tyranny, which is another reason why they're trying to take – mass. which is another reason why they're trying to – you know, and it's not subtle anymore. Like, wage war on uh, traditional masculinity because, like, the more you are – the more more likely you are to play – well, the stronger your foundation, you know, the more likely you keep yourself sovereignty. And the more likely you are to keep yourself sovereignty, the less likely you are to like live in this fifteen minute city, eat bugs and you know, live in Klaus Schwab and Bill Gates' version of the future, for well, I lack mean, just, of a better word, just, right? Just, like, just so- look
0: at it medically, even there's it's at least a six out of ten. It's probably higher than that, of boys becoming girls and not girls becoming boys, right? You can chop a girl's breasts off, she can still have a baby. You chop a you chop a boy's penis off, it's over. It's yeah. game over. It no kids coming.
1: No kids, and we already have a fertility crisis too. Like, look at the chemicals that we're, we're um, that we're consuming in our food, um, even like the, the radiation from my phone in my pocket. Like, who knows what what effect that could have? You know, like there's a lot of stuff that there's a lot of stuff that's there. Like lack of sound money, people, because um, of the currency devaluation, people are having kids at later ages. The later you are, the later of an age you are at having children, the, yeah, the, the harder. Gosh, it is neither to one have. of us have. A I have kid. no children. Yeah, it's a mistake. That would be
0: weird. Thirty years ago, we'd be yes. like, "You're what's wrong with you?" Yes. Now it's like, "No, no big deal."
1: Yeah. Why would you have kids? It's bad for them. Then the whole uh, don't have kids. is bad for the climate. Like everything is being psyoped to um, create a manageable population and size so that, you know, eventually the 15 minute city dream that these people have can just be realized very easily and very simply. Right. And, you know, and it's not going to happen now, but, you know, when you're having kids below replacement and people are dropping dead from climate change because of the, the you know.
0: Because of the, because
1: of a certain juice that they that they took, the coincidence uh, yeah, 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 just coincidence, random coincidence. Um, you know, and then and then you're also um pushing this agenda onto children, and you have all these pediatric gender clinics. And the more you push this agenda onto children, you know, like um, and I'm gonna start by like start if this is like incoherent, like right? But um, I don't think there's, there's like I don't think there's anything wrong with like being gay or even being like transgender at all. Like people are gonna be people. These are um natural anomalies will will happen nobody should be mean to you nobody should judge you nobody should discriminate against you but what's happening right now is because this agenda is being pushed you're getting a lot of a lot of kids who otherwise would just go grow up to be regular normal kids you're putting them through this machine so you're actually creating an influx of trans kids who otherwise would not not be going through this and then you're also you're creating lifetime big pharma customers and That's one, two, three, hundreds, thousands less people that are not going to be able to reproduce as a result of this. Well, think about it like this. Yeah, because think about it like this: if you, if I meet
0: somebody, if I meet somebody that's my age or around my age. We can sit there and talk about a similar life experience like hey did you watch teenage mutant ninja Turtles? oh i love teenage mutant ninja turtles right so it's like yeah that was something that was popular in your time that everybody could relate to now it is like it's it's the gay pride stuff it's the trans kids stuff and this is what they're trying to push culturally and so the difference is it's not you and i getting a teenage mutant ninja turtle doll or something or I put a headband on as a kid and pretend I'm a ninja in a half shell, right? I mean, these are life altering permanent changes that they're making to their body. But it's being pushed onto kids culturally. It's it's being it's become a pop culture phenomenon. Well and it's not innocent.
1: It's not well, and it's not even about the kids like saying, oh yeah, by the way, did you get your hormones? Like that's not what's happening. It's the moms. Like these trans kids are like Prada bags for moms.
0: There's no doubt there's the social media. Having a trans kid is like having a Prada bag now. I mean, look at like Dylan
1: Mulvaney. Look at Dylan. I mean, I don't look at Dylan Mulvaney because it has <laughs> no impact. No, on you're my forced life. to. You're forced to. You have seen Dylan Mulvaney. I have seen it, but also people like you share this shit all the time. So, because it gets shared by people like you all the wow. time. I'm just like, I, well, I guess. not you, because I don't... I, you but know, you're right. I do. Twitter, I do cover like, yeah.
0: it. I do cover it on my show. Yeah. So, I mean...
1: People like you literally share this shit all the time. Like, I don't want to see this. Like you guys me. fucking share this all the time. People like
0: me. <laughs> Unbelievable. No, but it's <laughs> true. It is true. There, There's a level of... Um, at what point do you decide to ignore something or... Choose that covering it is, is more important than exposing it.
1: Well, it's just like the whole uh, um, libtards with Donald Trump. Like, if they really wanted Donald Trump to go away, they would just stop talking about him. They'll never be able exactly, to. Exactly, because they don't want him to go away. They'll never be. He's it's, the only thing. He's good for ratings. It's like, if you, if you have a sinking network, you know, like, like a CNN or an MSNBC, that nobody watches anymore, the only – you need to do anything you can to bring ratings back, and it's the whole Trump arrest and all this.
0: Now, I know that the Democrats pay these people to go out and protest, but there was this one – Lady, She had to be in her 60s, and she's out there every day in New York this week, outside of the court. I don't know if she's out there today, but she had been out there every day this week, and she's got hundreds of these anti-Trump signs. Clearly, the Democrats aren't showing up because nobody's coming and taking her signs. And so yesterday— she goes in front of where, I guess she hears Alvin Bragg leaves his office or go gets his coffee or something, and she goes outside, and she sits down all of these signs. She's got, like, 30 of these signs, she puts them all on the road, like, hoping that Bragg will see this and arrest Trump or something, and I'm sitting there, I'm like, lady, you know, you're in your 60s. What, why is Donald Trump your biggest passion in life? Like, when did, did, at, at what point do you not wake up in the morning and think, okay, it's nine a.m. again, and I'm about to get in my car, full of anti-Trump signs, and spend my day trying to destroy Donald Trump. Like, at what point do you not look in the mirror and say, "Wow, uh,
1: my life sucks"? Well, maybe that's because that's how she feels, and it's just some a way to give yourself purpose. And that's what I like. guess. Well, look, yeah. look, look. Here's here's how I look at it. Right? Like, you played sports when you were younger, right? Oh yes. Yeah, you're an athlete. I, I was an athlete right? Like we, you know, we've done activities that have given us like a sense of like brotherhood and community and, and a sense of like accomplishment, right? A lot of people here, they've been raised on, you know, they, they, you're raised on, on single parent homes, right? You're raised in front of a television. Um, You were raised by big pharma, and this started in the 80s and 90s. Like they tried to put me on a whole bunch of medications because I had a bunch of learning disabilities as a kid. Luckily, my mom and dad were, were like, they, they, they said no, but there were a lot of kids I knew that were heavily heavily medicated they didn't turn out very well but you know our generation was the first generation that was almost raised by big pharma because we're about this we're about similar in age right yeah it Uh, was i mean they
0: were really pushing ritalin and adderall on kids late 90s is when it really
1: just Yeah, yeah and this whole trans thing is the same thing but on steroids and that's what i try to tell that's how i try to communicate this with people who are like on the left i'm like no dude I don't hate trans people. I love everybody. Like my favorite, the favorite bar, the favorite like coffee shop I go to is a place called Halcyon, and it's pretty much a gay bar. That's the one with the cigars, right? Yeah, the place is awesome, and the burst and like the the ladies, the people who serve my coffee, they're all really nice. Yeah, I love really that cool. place. Great, yeah. They, always they have they a good The time best time people, there. like all the gay clubs, are all really, really cool. They're all really. That nice. That kind of yeah.
0: changed in the last five years, though. That wasn't always a gay strip. No, that was always gay. No, not Fourth like. Fourth Street is was now. always gay, dude. Not like what? it no. is now. Not like it is now. Well, you little... could have walked down the street and not realized it. Now yeah. they'll make sure you know. Oh no, no, <laughs> I I've been playing Kevin like... for like ten years. I've You're I've known. See...
1: I've known, but the point is, all those guys are um are, are super cool, right? And so like, how do you communicate with them that like, yo, you guys are getting played by by falling for this, right? And it's like. And and, and what they're doing right now with the trans kids, it it feels to me like it's the same thing that they're doing by trying to put all the kids on Ritalin in the 1990s and the early 2000s. But like you said, it's worse. It's it's a lot worse. But but the point is that like, I'm sorry for interrupting. Like the point is that like, this is how, if you want to win this war, you can't just like speak into a right-wing echo chamber. And a lot of us do this, right? The point is like, how do you get the other side to understand where you're coming from so that they can relate and understand where you're at? And then that, and, and when you talk about, big pharma and overly medicating kids and you draw parallels and they're like, okay, I get what you're saying. I'm not, I'm not going off and like talking shit about uh, drag queen story hour or drag shows for kids or any of that stuff, because I don't want you to exist. Like, I love you. I want you to do your thing. Like what you're doing is great. I love that you're expressing yourself. I'm expressing myself too. Um, it's just, you guys are being played by big pharma and we got to see this so that your rights don't get taken away. Like that's kind of how I phrase it.
0: This is one of the greatest paradoxes that I've faced in my life. And I've kind of sadly realized that it's a purposeless challenge or maybe not purposeless, but it's a, there's no results. It's not, it's, n- it's never yielded me any results. I can't go up to somebody who disagrees with me politically and try to convince them of anything. I can't convince them that a man is a man and a woman is a woman. You know, I, I can't I can't convince them of a lot of different things. And so when I first got involved in politics, you got to understand, I was fully into the sports matrix, fully into. Sp- yeah. So you're, you
1: used to be a sports reporter.
0: Yeah. Fully, fully into sports. Okay. I mean, foot foot in the door of about six different big career opportunities. I mean, I could have gone
1: dude. like my friend Zach Moore was like an NFL agent. It's like the same thing.
0: So like okay. I I mean, I could have I could have had a career in the sports media and, and done very well for myself. I had a bunch of different avenues. And I decided to switch into politics, but I, I did not come in political. I didn't come in as a right-winger. I didn't come in as a left-winger. I came in as a guy that just loved freedom and hated the government, if i just putting it <laughs> basically. So when I first got started, and this is why you have all those videos of me out on the street, I genuinely thought I could reach people that didn't understand or know what I know. I genuinely thought I could reach people. It doesn't mean we were going to agree on everything, right? People are opinionated, but there's a certain set of facts that should be understood. And so I realized that um, it's just a fruitless endeavor, sadly. And it's just like, most most people's experience, including my own, I had to wake up for myself. I, I had people trying to wake me up for years that I would laugh at and make fun of. I had to wake up for myself. So sadly, even though I, I, I think it's a, a genuine desire with, which would have a great purpose if you could succeed. It's just, it seems to be impossible. And this is why they, this is what they do with Donald Trump. This is what they do with whoever it is. Oh, he's a racist. He's a transphobe. He's a bigot. So that that person that you might reach because you actually have more in common with them then they may realize they may have a rainbow wig and fake tits, and you may have a crew cut and, a, and jeans, yeah. but you might have more in common with them than you realize. But now,
1: oh, that's a racist, that's a transphobe, that person hates well, me, that's... and so immediately that bridge is broken. So so that's why the stuff that me and Alex Stein are doing is so effective. It is, because you know what does bridge that gap? Is comedy. Comedy, yes. It's the It's the one
0: thing that can still bridge the gap, even though even that bridge is damaged. Even that bridge is yeah, a little, little shaky and damaged. It, but it's
1: still it's still, it's still, still worthwhile. And, you know, you, you could even have that conversation with certain people and say, well, yeah. Someone could say, well, trans people are subjected to ever increasing amounts of violence in, a, in the past five years. And they could show you statistics showing that the violence has gone up. And then you could say, okay, I understand where you're coming from. And, I, look, I'm Jewish. Like, I had family that died in the Holocaust. I don't want anybody discriminating against you or any of that stuff. Do you know that they've changed the definition of what constitutes violence? You know, and, and usually, like, if you talk to people, a doctor respectful, would a doctor
0: yeah. chopping your penis off be violence?
1: No, but not wanting to date, like, certain people will say that not wanting to date somebody because they're a tranny or like a, a female because she has male genitalia. Yeah, you know, <laughs> they like there are people that will call that violence now, right? So, like, a lot of times people just don't think that that is true, Um, or like, I have a friend who um like runs the Coal Town Theater and was like saying that they want to ban like drag performances and this and that on our story, and I was like, no, they don't want to do that. This is just about not letting kids go to these shows. And then she said, Alex, they're not sexualizing. Kids are doing this. And I'm like, I well, wanna, I'm like, I wanna well, I want to ban cigarettes I, for I'm, 18 year and under. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, well, uh, here are these videos and here are these clips that show that they are letting kids in these shows. I don't want to do that. This. this shouldn't be banned for grownups, but yes, they actually are doing this. Here are an ample amount of videos. And if people don't recognize this is a problem and should get stopped and nipped in the bud, they'll associate this entire community with being groomers, and then you actually, these people actually can lose their rights. People um, are realizing that, right, right. So I think if you, if you communicate it in a way that you're empathetic to people, like you're never gonna get the top head honchos of these organizations because there's money to be made in grifting, but and that, in trans surgery. Oh, well, duh. Yeah. Uh, but you will get like the foot it's about conv- convincing the foot soldiers that that's the key, right? You just commit the you just talk to the regular foot soldier. It be really nice so whenever you go to your whenever you go to your restaurant, like tip the bartender more than you would normally tip. like just do stuff like that, right? Like I think that is how you kind of slowly start to bridge that.
0: That's definitely one way. But you know, I think that this is a this is kind of uh, and the the the, lar- the larger issue that we're dealing with here is we have a completely wrong approach culturally, philosophically, in the education system, academically, to uh, mental health and emotion. Our, our approach and our teaching and our understanding of mental health and emotion is horrible. It is, it is the worst thing that we could possibly be doing to ourselves. This concept that because you experience anxiety or depression or one of these other emotions, that somehow something is wrong with you or somehow you're different than somebody else. Uh, no, no. No. In fact, when, you know, I've had people because of the position I'm in, I've had people come to me for advice before young people come to me for advice before. And I and I'm I'm tough love. You come to me complaining about some emotion you have. I do not care. (laughs) I literally have no sympathy for you at all. Whatever emotion you're experiencing that's holding you back. So is probably every other human on Earth right now. And so if you decide it's going to hold you back, that's up to you. But that's what they're being taught. Like you're saying, oh, it's violence if you say something that offends me. No, it's not. No, it's not. You're you're committing uh, mental violence on yourself thinking that you're victimized by this. So this into- we need to relearn mental health. We need to relearn emotion. And we need to understand. It's kind of like the Instagram phenomenon. These people look at their... Uh, idols on the internet and they think, wow, they have the perfect life. Look at how great their life is. They're always so happy and everything. No, guess what? They go through anxiety. They could go through depression probably worse than you do actually. And by the way, they have to sit down on a toilet, shit and wipe their ass just like you do too. So it, it's this whole approach to mental health and emotion that I think has caused so much of this. If we started teaching people that stop being a baby about everything, get over it, yeah, I get it, you're going through something, I get it, it feels like it's completely just shutting you down and paralyzing you. Everybody's been there. Everybody experiences that. The difference is how are you going to handle it? How are you going to grow through it? How are you going to get through it? And instead of just being paralyzed by it and society saying, oh, that's okay. Yeah, you're just hurt. You're just, violence is committed against you. And now you're basically, uh, you're basically a tiny little sheep that can't do anything. So that, I think, is just a larger, that's the larger issue here. We have to reteach, relearn, reunderstand mental health, and emotions and quit acting like just because you have experienced anxiety or depression that something's wrong with you or you need a pill.
1: No, I agree with you. And I think that like a return to sound money or the use of better money um, and the adoption of something like Bitcoin and decentralizing our federal government, because the more states and municipalities that start adopting it as legal tender, the more you are going to decentralize the federal government, right? The more you do that, the more you get better money, these problems will go away organically without any kind of legislation that divide people.
0: Yeah, and let's let's actually get into the why. Okay, so you remember the famous scene in Anchorman when they're all depressed and he says, what are we going to do? He's like, we're going to go buy new suits. And they yeah. all jump there and they're all happy. There's actually a truth to that. When you're down and you're depressed, and you go get something you want to get, or you go have a nice meal, or you buy a new shirt that you really like, or like that makes you feel good. It does. There's a reason why consumerism is addicting. But i but at a lower level, what you're saying is it's the it's the power of feeling like you're getting rewarded for the work you put out in the world. And if you're yeah. constantly working and working and working and never able to acquire something that you like, you get down. D- you, you get, get demotivated. Depressed.
1: That, that that's, that's actually a very solid point. And then when you have a lack of sound money you're a lot less likely to see the rewards of your labor. And when you're working really hard and you don't see rewards, you say to yourself, what's the point of doing this? I'm going to just go have fun and, and not have responsibilities. So you know that I, I I grew up in New York City? I know that now because okay. you're, you well, have a New York you. area code. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I grew up in New York City. Like, and Who's this from New York? Yeah, what is me. calling me? All right. But I grew up in New York and I lived with my parents until I was 27 years old.
0: So like two years ago or what? Thirty-six <laughs> motherfucker.
1: Anyway, I, I live with my mom and dad dad's I was, was twenty seven years old. And um So wait, when did I, you well, move here? Because I met because we met, we met at least like five years ago. We met like seven years ago. So you want do you remember how we met? Well, yeah, well, well, I remember
0: we met right over on West Sixth, I believe.
1: No, I well I'll tell you how we first met, but let me finish okay. let me finish the story. All right. Um so uh You're in New York. No, I was in New York. I lived my mom and dad's house. Twenty seven. I didn't move out of my mom's house, my parents' house, until I moved to Austin. But you know, the re- a big reason why I was there for so long is because I didn't feel like I- there was any sense of motivation to want to improve my life or do anything because. You know, why am I going to work 70 hours a week to live in a closet with five roommates next to a housing project and some homeless guys, you know, some homeless guys peeing right outside of the D train? And or I don't have to go to, Sirens you know, yeah, yeah. Night. Or I have to worry about getting robbed on my way home or something like that. And I'm going to pay eight, like a thousand dollars a month to live in a closet. Worry about getting robbed live across from a housing project with five roommates. Three of them probably have mom and dad pay their bills. They're going to complain about, you know, um, systemic oppression while mom and dad pay for their bills. Um, And and you see like a place like New York, even in 2012 or 13 was the epitome of like cultural degeneration. Because like, why am I going to, why am I going to do this and try to do everything right? When like some asshole drug dealer is like, you know, you know, wearing $3,000 worth of clothes and like, you know, running through super hot women whenever he wants. And meanwhile, some guy that works in an office 40 hours a week is just like getting cheated on by his significant other and she's cheating on him with that drug dealer, right? Like, so like, that was my motivation. That, that was my mindset. And because because of that, like, I just didn't feel motivated to want to accomplish anything. And I think that, you know, uh, when you have rampant inflation, when, when, when um, attainable goals uh, based on merit and creativity feel like they're out of reach, people stop wanting to um, move society forward. No, it's true. And even
0: – and by the way, your story sounds extremely specific, uh, by the way. So
1: I, I mean – no, no. I mean, I, well, I, I like to add things in there, right? Like I never had a – I didn't even have – a, I never even had a long-term relationship. This is the longest relationship I've ever had, right? Like before I even left New York, my longest relationship was six months.
0: But like think about it like with a car, okay? And, and why do you have people – and they say, well, this is a bad financial decision. Why do you have people that will go out and save up and buy their dream car or buy a nice car, go to get their nice car, even though their apartment may be shitty in a bad part of town and their job may be shitty and all this stuff? It's because that, that moment of being in their car that they love is worth it to them. And it makes them feel good. It makes them feel like there's something that they have, that they love, that they like, that they can you know, acquire. Bro, it's maybe motivating
1: them. When you get stuff that's valuable, it is motivating. Like I bought a house, right, in Johnson City last year. Like it's motivating. I'm like, dude, I own a house. Like I got to be better now. I and, you own know, a house. And you know what's like, funny I own a too. pedicab. Like I, you know? It's yeah. funny
0: too because, you know, growing up, I don't know how much of this is just taught or we just saw what the economy was doing around us. But I remember growing up and, and you know getting in, into college and out of college thinking, man, I don't know if home ownership is ever going to be a possibility. I don't know if, you know, this or that is ever going to be a fi- financial possibility because the market is tougher, you know, now than it has been. People are working longer. Um, you, the amount of experience you need to get a six-figure job is, is a lot different.
1: So that's also a psyop. Of- what do you mean? Well, I mean, homeownership is impossible when you live in big, trendy megacities, but there's so many other parts of the the country that you could just go and own a home and it's really easy. I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm
0: saying like that's that was kind of how it looked, at least to me when I was in my early 20s was, oh, this stuff is going to be unattainable. You got psyops. You're putting me into, you know, (laughs) six figures of college debt and you're giving me a degree that. That they, is really worthless, yeah, worthless unless I want to go get a master's. So I got lucky.
1: I didn't get any student debt, but I also was like a pretty mediocre student, so it was just... See, I got into a
0: lot of student debt. I ended up getting uh, psychology, but knowing I, I couldn't do anything with it unless I got a master's, so then I yeah. got uh, media studies after that. But I probably, if, if when kids ask me... If I suggest going to college, I say, you know, it depends on what you want to do, but most likely college is going to be a waste of your time and money. If your parents are going to pay for it and they want to pay for it, then go and do well and get good grades and learn well, and everything.
1: Federal student loans are the biggest scam in the world. They, they per- keep you as a perpetual debt slaves.
0: No, it's 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 really amazing. It's even worse because of how expensive uh, and becomes, college is. It becomes
1: more expensive the more the, the government lends money to kids out. The more the schools could just say, "Well, of course, yeah, the government's going to pay this anyway." We're we're, we're jacking up the, these tuition prices. Like, well, who was it? It
0: was uh when they proposed like that ten thousand dollars student loan debt relief when yeah. the Biden administration proposed that, which is never going to happen. But when they proposed that, they, well, they were like enough. they were like it's not even close. But there were a bunch of schools that the next day raised tuition ten thousand dollars.
1: Yeah. Well, here's the thing, though, right? <laughs> And this is where conservatives fuck up, and it's that you should forgive a lot of this shit because people did get brainwashed um, into taking on this debt based because they thought that college was the only path for them to actually have a career and make a living. Um, so that that probably should get forgiven. And you know what? Like maybe if we didn't send all this money to Ukraine, and we use that money instead. Yeah, I say, mean, obviously. Gonna, like- but
0: how do you forgive? How where do you? How do you decide what debt to forgive and what don't then? Because uh, you, you can could- do a service project. Like, look at our infrastructure.
1: Our infrastructure is dog shit. Like even this train that crashed in Palestine, Ohio, it was like a busted track on the on the train in Palestine, Ohio. And we're spending we're well, in 1 downtown point, Austin. Bro. There's a
0: hundred potholes. Of yeah, it's any street you go Yeah,
1: yeah. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of people with a lot of student debt that would gladly fix these potholes. To get that shit forgiven. So, like, you're talking about jobs? Yeah, just do. You got to do these service jobs to fi- fix the infrastructure, and you got to spend th- four years fixing this infrastructure. See, like I $6 agree. Hour, like, for like for six dollars an hour, and we'll forgive your loans, and you're done. And the federal government will never lend it. Lend well. The, the, and this, and and while we do this, we're going to disband this federal loan, um, student issuance program. And uh, if you want your debt forgiven, yo fix the infrastructure. You spend four years fixing the infrastructure. You get to live in, like, a little facility. Uh, you get, like, six bucks an hour. You get, like, a, like the, the most basic minimum wage that there is. Um, and in four years, once you fix the stuff, your debts are paid.
0: See, I, I don't like the idea of the f- debt forgiveness or any of that stuff, but but a proposal like that, at least, I think, has merit and it, it has a deliverable to it. And I would say, I would even take that a step further. This is one of the things that bothers me more than anything, <laughs> and I wish... Going back to what we were talking about earlier, this is where the left, the right, whatever, center, up, down, everybody should come together because it's just so obvious. You just talked about the $100 billion for Ukraine. I mean, there's all kinds of these projects. We're spending hundreds of billions of dollars overseas. I just I I can't even imagine what America would look like if we actually spent that on our own infrastructure, what our airports would look like, what our uh, train stations would look like, what our roads would look like. I mean, I don't understand why when we start a project, like there's projects in Austin, road projects that have been going on for years. Oh, a project next is
1: never going to happen, but it, you're going to get fleeced. But everybody just got fleeced for a ton of money. Yeah,
0: but it's like when when they do it, whether I agree with the project or not, if they're going to do an infrastructure project, there is no reason why as soon as it starts, it doesn't stop till it's done. I mean, I get there's going to be weather events and stuff, but I mean like you're telling me that we couldn't afford to have people working on that 24-7? Of course we could. Yeah. Somebody will take that job. Somebody'll take the midnight to six in the morning job that pays, you know, 25 and 30 bucks need, an hour.
1: You don't need a, tr- a 1.7 tr- uh, trillion dollar st- stimulus to like give to a few of your homies in Washington DC when people will voluntarily fix the infrastructure by themselves to get their student loans forgiven. People or, will or line just up take out a the job. Door. People will line up out the door. But even with the but even even people say, "Oh, just work to get your debt forgiven." Like that's also really difficult when your currency keeps devaluing because we're just printing money. Like I mean, it, right? I, so, like, I, that's I look another, at it like
0: you're telling me that if you said if you started a new infrastructure project and you even put out ads and you said we're gonna start we're gonna start wages at twenty five dollars an hour for people that want to come out and rebuild the highways, rebuild the roads and fix all this, you'd have so many applications in your inbox, you wouldn't even know what to do with them.
1: Right, but no, I agree with you, but that also is going to cost taxpayer money and that's why they're going to try to put these these stimulus packages out. Whereas if they just said, hey, we're going to just forgive your loans if you do this. And we're, we're going to pay you $5, $6 an hour, and we're going to forgive your loans. Well, you
0: can't forgive the loans. The loans have to be paid off. So somebody's going to have to pay the well, loans. Well, it's
1: being paid off through labor. It's just being paid off in a different manner. It's just being paid off through a call through labor and them not spending the trillion dollars.
0: Well, you still have make, you somebody. You know what I mean? Like it's, you know, no, no, I get what you're saying, but the banks would still have to get paid uh, because uh, that's okay. where the debt is. So they would have to be the, the government central, would have but, to pay yeah, them. Oh, Could they have to pay the, okay, that? Okay. but But right, the concept, right, yeah. I think that the concept is there the concept is there it's better than forgiveness
1: yeah just do, do something there's got to be a middle like look at that exactly like there's a middle ground there's got to be a middle ground
0: if the government wants to pay off your student loan then you're going to have to do a service if yes. that's rebuilding a road or yes. whatever
1: that's it that that seems like a fair compromise and also even with these like these pornographic books in the schools there's a really simple solution to fix the pornographic book problem to jail well, Straight aside, to jail. Aside from that, <laughs> Straight there's, to jail. There's, a, there's, a, there's also a, a different solution, and it's, you just replace the book with a book on gardening. Like anytime you find a pornographic book, you're like, "Oh, we're gonna. This book is not appropriate for children, so we replace it with a book on gardening because gardening is for everybody. There's nothing more inclusive than teaching people how to grow their yeah, own. Pen, food. Pen, Boom. Pen, that's it. <laughs> penetrate the ground. Yes. Instead of penetrating the cabinets with the World Economic Forum leaders, <laughs> penetrate the ground with a shovel. <laughs> yeah. that's good does it you know what i mean like that's
0: yeah take out a problem and put in the solution
1: yeah like a like a plant a tree or something bro like for real i don't know that's my take on it and i think that like where do you where do you see everything headed
0: you know i'm not really into astrology i'm not (laughs) i'm not one that follows astrology or bases anything off of it I don't think it's a. I don't think it's a empty endeavor though. I don't think it's totally worthless. Um, the reason I say this is because there's been some big in astrology. There's a huge change that just happened yesterday. Oh, and um, it's a big thing of. I think Pluto is going into. You're Aquarius. not into
1: astrology, but you're going to share. A, okay, I know everything. All right, but um, <laughs>
0: the point is, astrology says a big change is coming. I, I think a big change is coming too. I don't know if we've hit the bottom yet in America. I don't know if we've quite hit the bottom not yet. not hit the bottom. The cyber, attack. See,
1: the cyber attack hasn't happened yet. I
0: could see some big things happening that would make us hit bottom, but um, we're going to go through it. There's going to be some hard times ahead, but I think on the other side, I think that life is going to be better. I don't think the rest of our lives is going to be spent in uh, in in misery. I don't think the rest of our lives is going to be spent watching America collapse and the world collapse. I think we'll deal with it for a little bit longer. But I do see the world and America having a rejuvenation phase. I do think that the people of planet Earth are going to have a great awakening and a renaissance moment in our lives, probably in this decade. And I think maybe... Maybe. I don't know if we'll ever really get to experience what true human freedom and prosperity is. Well, I
1: think El Salvador might be might become a paradise on Earth.
0: Well, until it, until the central bankers
1: and the globalists decide to well, mop how? it up. How? Well, but, I mean, but, but it's a tiny better, little nation. Okay, but they're using better money to attract a lot of people. Let's to put to it like country. this. Let's put it like this. The El Salvador
0: example is an example. Let's okay. put it like that. The El Salvador example is the example. I'm talking about a world where you're not forced to pay for wars you're not forced to pay for things you don't want to pay for you're not taxed you know say 30 40 yeah, percent of the money that you make um you don't have to worry about all these stupid silly little laws that anything could end you up in jail or end you up with a big you know a big financial debt because of a lawyer or stuff like that uh, i i think we're going to experience some of that i don't know if it'll ever be you you're know, going to
1: experience that in certain pure parts. yes in certain parts of the world you will experience that
0: but America's been the change for the world before. And if if it's it, or even the West, I mean whether it's El Salvador or somewhere else, if that becomes the standard and that becomes what the rest of the countries and the rest of the people of the world want to live like, then then yes, El Salvador can be the example or whoever it is.
1: Yeah, well, that's like hyper Bitcoinization right there. You know, like, the the parts of the world that go the hyper-Bitcoinization route, you're going to experience that. But it's
0: not just that. It's not just the Bitcoin. I mean, look, in El Salvador, what are they doing? They're arresting the actual criminals, and they're throwing them in
1: jail, and yeah. they're showing you can do that. Yeah. You can do that if you want. Sa- a return to sound better money helps improve your culture. That's also what it shows. If there's Nuremberg trials
0: for the COVID-19 vaccine, I think that will be maybe the pivotal moment in all of this. Because everything else will kind of become second fiddle. Even the war in Ukraine that we know is a major, major geopolitical issue for the globalists and a, cr- a criminal issue for the uh, United States, even issues like that are going to go away and sort themselves out. And, yeah, banking collapse and, uh, I mean, those are going to be the real well, issues. So
1: what do you think about, what do you think the war in Ukraine is designed to do?
0: So... Russia does not want Ukraine to become a NATO country for many reasons. They believe it's part of Russia, and it was before the United States were ever even founded. And so there's a history there. It's a long civil war. Now, the problem is that Ukraine has become a vassal state for the CIA and the West to run all types of I mean, everything. I mean, you're talking about money laundering, weapons laundering. I mean, literally. Biolabs. Tra- there's a lot of Trafficking. St- lot of stuff. Yeah, of stuff all, just, just everything is going through there. Russia yeah. wants it to stop. And then geopolitically, too, Ukraine is a huge, huge token, a huge piece of the puzzle because you need to run oil pipelines through it. You need to run uh, interstate highways, roads through it. China wants to build a road across Asia through Europe, probably going to have to go through Ukraine. Uh, it does have great farmland and great soil, maybe the most fertile in the world. So that's why it's kind of such a hot button issue.
1: Okay. Um, but what what do you what do you, what do you see happening as a result of this? Because I see some scenarios playing out, and one of the scenarios I see is that you're seeing the BRICS countries get a lot stronger. Yeah, that was inevitable.
0: Unfortunately, our leadership is asleep at the wheel on that. So is the American media. That's the biggest threat to our way of life, probably more than anything right now. I mean, maybe the open border, but the BRICS replacing. uh, I mean, basically, if the U.S. dollar is not the petrodollar, you're going to start to see a currency collapse in the West, probably probably. It's probably going to happen really fast, actually, within the next within the next decade or something. yeah, oh for sure, not for sure, that, faster than that. People
1: think it's going to like ha- people have all this uh, they got the they, they got the crayon and helmet crowd thinking you're going to get like a million dollar Bitcoin in ninety days or something like that. Like that's not going to happen, right? Um, but you know the more the the BRICS countries get stronger, if Saudi Arabia joins with the BRICS nation, that'll be the major um, move. It's going to happen. If we get if we get pushed, so I think what what'll happen is if we get pushed into a major war. And we lose, which we probably will, considering we haven't had a track record of winning anything significant in, since World War II. Um, which the
0: Russians really won that.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, they they did. Okay, but I mean, the way, Russian, the Russians defeated the Germany, Nazis. Yeah, the Russians,
0: yeah. you know, millions died in Berlin, and yeah.
1: Yeah, and then, although Hitler and Stalin were allies, and then Hitler just, you know, said "fuck you," I'm invading you. In Never Luther. trust a commie. Never trust a. <laughs> Uh, or not?
0: Yeah. Con, socialist, connie, uh, they are yeah, all the same they're all, to me.
1: It's same, all right? Yeah, they're, they're both genocidal maniacs. But exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, never way, dude, never trust a genocidal way, my maniac. Mom, either way, my mom grew up in Russia and Ukraine, and uh, we, they were not welcome in either Germany or Russia because we were Jews. So, it doesn't matter. All right. The point the point is though that um the the point is is that we haven't won anything significant since like World War II, and because we haven't won anything significant since um. Since World War Two, all it takes, and, and now that you know, you're seeing um, these new alliances form, and you're trying to see an alternative, um, alternative number one currency trying to develop. Once we lose, like you know, and our status as the number one currency is based on force. Once we're no longer a nation that people are afraid of, why are people going to use our dollars? There's literally no reason for it. Well, yeah, and especially that, you know,
0: like- if they're not going to be using them for oil deals, which they're not after the Russian Rummel and the Chinese yuan are going to start it being used uh, next month. So that's that's a big problem. Here's what it comes down to. A war is not going to look. I don't really see a land invasion type of scenario happening in the U.S. because it's just it's not worth it to China. It's not worth it to Russia. There's just, there, it would just, it would cost them too much and the benefits would be too little. So, yeah, what it's exactly so what it's going to look like is the real war is energy wars. Well, China and Russia don't have to do anything to shut off our energy, or I guess they do, they own Joe Biden, and Joe Biden is shutting off our energy. So, that's that's real, the where the real war is going to be fought and won. It's going to come down to access and uh, access to energy and means of production. And we're shutting that down right now. And that's, and that's the big key. And that's the big lie we're being told in Ukraine is that there's all this massive uh, industry giving Ukraine weapons and all of this stuff. It doesn't exist. Russians are firing like 10,000 bullets every 1,000 Ukrainians are uh, shooting. They don't have the means of production to get tanks into Ukraine, even if they do get tanks from Germany and the U.S. Russian can, Russia can make tanks overnight so dude and we're crashing
1: trains left and right in our own so in our own country and you have no idea who's even operating these trains um and you have like i mean this is really tinfoil hatish, but you have like um confucius institutes all over the place like who knows if like a ccp agent winds up getting a job operating these trains at at these major rail companies and they're and they're doing it on purpose like there's no evidence to suggest this but What if that becomes a possibility where you don't need to do an invasion? All you're doing is just infiltrating major infrastructure systems and destroying our infrastructure from within. So all of a sudden, now we can't eat. Now all of a sudden, we can't transport gas. Now all of a sudden, like the means uh, of which that we had a a flourishing country are no longer in existence. And we're going to turn into a third world shithole where we are spending more time arguing with each other. Than trying to build up our own nation, like we're in the the we're on the thresholds of like late stage empire collapse. So you have that, and then you also um, what if China invades Taiwan, which they will do, they will invade Taiwan, and we shouldn't go to war. There's no reason to go to war with China, right? We shouldn't do it. But if we don't go to like you know, but if we don't do anything, then all of a sudden. The BRICS country are going to say, Look, we can do all this stuff throughout the globe and the US can't stop us. Why are we using our currency? And then if we go in there, uh, y- you create a really unpopular scenario. And if and we don't have a very well trained military, people like our age group we can't even do a pull up anymore. Like it's actually really bad, the, the lack of physical fitness standards. Um, well, we've yeah, got, it, we've got enough yeah. military.
0: The problem is we're spread too thin.
1: Spread too thin. Yeah. Um, and if we lose this conflict, then the world is still not gonna recognize us anymore as a leader. And, you know, once we're no longer recognized as a leader, they stop using our currency. Once they stop using our currency, we no longer have relevance globally in any capacity. And then China, Russia, Brazil, like like the BRICS countries start running everything. And if they're creating a digital dollar, that's that's just one step closer to creating a global C B D C, which is exactly what Klaus Schwab and the people at the World Economic Forum ultimately want.
0: Our political leaders are making all the wrong decisions right now. It is much more in our financial and country's interest to protect China, or rather to protect Taiwan from China than Ukraine from Russia. And instead, we've decided to make Ukraine our top priority, and that's because our leaders, like Joe Biden, have criminal enterprises going on in Ukraine. Taiwan, strategically for us, where we get microchips and where we can have a strong ally— right there next to China is much more in our interest to be protecting and working with than Ukraine so unfortunately our leaders made the wrong decision on that and yes China will probably take Taiwan eventually I mean they don't even necessarily they might not even have to do a land invasion they'll just declare it China again they kind of already have in a way take control of the means of production and that's when uh, the
1: US will be in trouble no I, I agree with you um shit, I was gonna say oh yeah you think Donald Trump or like a, the, a new Republican president can actually solve this? You know,
0: I, I think the only person that I see right now that could solve the international problems, geopolitical problems we have is Donald Trump. Mm. And that's the number one reason why I would vote for him. I'm not a political purist. I got plenty of problems with Donald Trump politically. Uh, I'd kind of like also to see the Republican Party move on, quite frankly. But the issues that we have internationally and geopolitically are so paramount. And I don't think there's anybody else that could really fix them in a short period of time other than
1: Donald Trump. So you you really think that Donald Trump could fix these issues after he got kind of like steamrolled by Fauci and steamrolled by everybody during covid? Yes, yes, because
0: the international community, the international global leaders actually respect Donald Trump and they care about what he has to say. They don't care about Fauci. So and they definitely don't respect or care about Joe Biden. Well, obviously,
1: but but you don't think DeSantis could? No, no, Why? I don't think
0: DeSantis, he doesn't, he just doesn't have the, he doesn't have the demeanor, he doesn't have the experience, he doesn't have the, the name recognition. Well, the, these, these world leaders really do respect and admire Donald Trump, and they did before he became president. That is a major factor. They listen to Donald Trump when he speaks, and they think about what he's saying. I do not believe Ron DeSantis has that, no.
1: You don't think so? Even after like the leadership he showed during COVID, No, the they, don't did, they don't care. No. They don't they, care. They you really do don't care so? the a fact damn. that he's been a congressman or actually served in the military or did any of that stuff? No. And was, you don't no. interesting. No. Do you think Donald Trump though like actually has the backs of Americans or or is it like sort of a grift just like it just even in terms of who he pardoned, right? Like when he left office, he didn't pardon Snowden. He didn't he didn't pardon Assange And as a matter of fact, Assange actually got arrested under Trump's administration and it was Assange's WikiLeaks that helped um, him help Trump even get into office. So like, you know, by by even arresting Assange, it almost shows that you're like betraying the person who helped you. Yeah. And I with mean, the January 6th protesters, like you could have preemptively yeah, pardoned these people yeah. right off the bat. And you well, just, and no, you're going he couldn't have. And, well, he okay. couldn't
0: have done that because the charges didn't come until he was out of office. So he couldn't have pardoned it.
1: He couldn't have done a preemptive stuff. No, no,
0: no, there was nothing he could have done. I mean, there was stuff he could have done, but nothing. I mean, they, the stuff still could have gone down how it went down. Um, no, I'm not a political purist. Donald Trump has plenty of issues and baggage. You might even say a little bit of this is like an ego grift. I mean, it's not like he
1: needs the money. He's too old, dude. I, I think that there's got to be age limits to be president, even if you like the person. There's got to be.
0: I, He's in good health, though. I don't mm, think. I don't it think. does I don't it's, think his age is necessarily a problem. I, there's just there's no other. I mean I don't even mind. I'm I'm not even anti isolationalism If you want to be an isolationist, we can survive on our own. We've got plenty of means of production, food, energy, everything. We'll be just fine. Um so I mean if you look at it from that perspective then anybody yeah. can come or in and do fine. you just create better
1: alliances in South America. Here's the we problem don't though. and then we like work together collaboratively. Yeah.
0: yeah. Here here which I think Trump would be the guy to bring in. Here here's the problem though and if I'm making excuses uh, for Trump here He brought in really bad people around him. And it turns out is what it looks like is that Mike Pompeo is the reason why he didn't pardon Assange and why he didn't pardon Snowden, specifically Mike Pompeo. So, again, that's not to say that, I mean, it's still a fair criticism of Donald Trump, but you think maybe if he gets in again and he gets better help around him, he'll make better decisions. Yeah, yeah, That'd be the hope.
1: This time is different, bro. Trust me. That's the story. Yeah. No, I, look, I get it. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I, maybe it's Rand
0: Paul's time too. I mean, let's you know not forget like? about Rand Paul.
1: You know who I I like, is this guy Vivek Ramaswamy. I do too, dude. I like that I guy. Realize, that guy's I'm awesome. like, And he's and he's, <laughs> like he's a young guy.
0: He says everything right. And you know, here's here's what he's here's what he's brought to the table that I've never understood why. I mean, I get it. It's a competition. It's politics. But he's bringing something to the table that's so fresh and so great to see. And that's, hey. I'm running for president, but what's more important is the values. What's more important are the topics of debate. What's more important of what are we going to get in the White House, whether it's me or not, to represent America culturally, from a business perspective, all this stuff. I I'm, I wouldn't say I'm on the, the the Vivek train yet, but I'm getting close. I'm getting close. Every I time want, I, I want that guy. I like every that time guy, I dude. hear him talk, I'm like.
1: Like I like, I still haven't. I mean, I don't that agree. With, is, no, that guy is Donald Trump, but he's a better version of Donald Trump. He's a young Donald Trump, and he's a he's Donald Trump not, who actually earned his hundreds of millions of dollars by and not himself, as egomaniacal. Nothing. Yes. Like Donald Trump became a multi billionaire because he got handed like a multi million I mean, dollar Donald loan to his Donald Trump dad. is a good businessman. You fine. can't deny he's no, a good businessman. Right, but like Ramaswamy was like a middle class kid who got I like hundreds him. Of, I like of You Ramaswamy. know what I mean? Like that's a I guy like, like us who just got a hundred who who worked his ass off to get. No, 60 I like pounds. I like Vivek. I, 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 I got to say,
0: I, that's I, what I want. I, are I, you like, are you going? Are you? I, I think I'm
1: on the Vivek train. Are like, you official? Is yeah, it?
0: All right. Well, you know, one step closer. Yeah, it's
1: equity, dude. We need a person of color in the White House. Come on. It's true. Gotta it's true. We got to have everybody. a minority. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I, li- I like
1: Vivek. I think he's a great candidate. I Good. I'm glad we're on the same bo- um, boat because I was, I'm listening to this guy. And I'm just like, yeah, DeSantis is cool. Maybe he he should just stay being governor of Florida. And Trump, you know, he's too old. And to be honest, um, I-, I think that, like, when you're president, there should be – or when you're um, in government, you have to be between – You can only be president from the age of 40 through 60, and you can only be in government from 30 to 60. And there shouldn't be term limits. I think there shouldn't be term limits at all. You just can only govern from the age of 40 to 60. I
0: don't know. That's what I think. That's what I think.
1: I'm always hesitant to favor any
0: new laws or any restrictions or anything like that, but I understand why people would feel that way. I mean you look at Nancy Plo I mean she's too know- old, bro.
1: What the hell are you doing? Know? You're like you're you nine years like
0: grandma Vacas. Mitch McConnell, <laughs> Diane Feinstein, and John Fetterman, I think all are still in the hospital right now. Um, nobody even knows where Fetterman is. Mitch McConnell like fell off some stairs. He's been hospitalized for weeks. Diane Feinstein <sighs> had shin splints, couldn't get out of the hospital bed, and Fetterman just, you know, I don't know. Just
1: <laughs> Whatever he's doing. He's supposed to be alive, out. apparently. Just His wife
0: know. dropped him off at the hospital and left town. No, she's, she's, yeah, she's chilling. So, yeah, she's
1: having a good time. Oh, with Dontarius. Or, <laughs> uh, with or Don, whoever. She's with Dontarius. <laughs> oh my gosh. The same, the same guy,
0: the same guy that Federman pulled a shotgun on in his neighborhood in, uh, yeah. Pennsylvania.
1: Exactly, yeah, for in- inclusion. Yeah. Inclusion. Um, what do you think about this whole Trump arrest, though?
0: Well, it's not going to happen, not over the Stormy Daniels stuff. That's a good thing. They'll probably continue to tease it, which will just help him politically. It's a a ratings, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's kind of like the situation in Ukraine. Like, Clearly the West has now shown Russia that they're not going to back down. Sending the depleted uranium munitions into Ukraine was a message to Russia that they're going to keep fighting this war. And so I think that more than anything, that's kind of what this – Latest round of attacks against Donald Trump show is that the deep states just the Democrats are saying nope we're just going to keep fighting you doesn't matter how legitimate doesn't matter how bad like we're just going to keep fighting you and uh, they're hoping he's going to back off or they're hoping Trump supporters will stop supporting him I don't see either one of those things happening so this is going to go all the way to the finish line
1: the Trump thing yeah I think that it's always um I, I think it's a way to kind of distract the public from everything else that's happening sure sure you know that's like, always the you case. have a bank collapse you have um, the custom of World War III you have train derailments. Well, let's talk about arresting Donald Trump so that we divide the country instead of all looking at one another saying, yo, this is fucked up. We should fix this. Yeah, shiny uh, object. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's total shiny object syndrome. And a little fun fact, um, last time the uh, Federal Reserve in- injected hundreds of billions of dollars into the economy, they, which is in 2019, they impeached Trump over Ukraine for the first time in 2019. So it always feels like there, there, there's a, there's a Trump investigation or a Trump – major news headline that happens right whenever there's a banking crisis
0: yeah but there's always banking crisis no, but when it's
1: invisible, like, like like there yeah there's always a banking crisis i mean this whole this whole these whole bank failures and the whole like um because everyone's gonna get everyone's gonna be whole right like no one's gonna like lose all their money but what's gonna happen is they're gonna yeah. like they, well here's what's gonna happen okay um they're gonna raise the limits like with this De- deutsche bank they're gonna just say okay well insurance instead of being 250k we're going to change it where it's unlimited right and when you do that this is how you start nationalizing the banks when you nationalize the banks it's one step closer to creating cbdc's which is how they try to implement um financial tyranny and the more these geopolitical conflicts continue getting out of hand what they're trying to do i think is they're trying to say look this is why we need like a global governing body we need a world court we need a stronger centralized leadership to prevent what this tragedy that we just saw happen from unfolding again just like the the un got birthed after world war ii always and a lot of the people that nato same with yes yes a lot of the people that gave um that that helped lead in the formation of nato and all these other organizations were the same people who gave money to hitler and the nazis pre-world war ii
0: but see this is what it all kind of boils down to and this is why america was created all these world problems don't have to be ours and they don't have to be yours. That's the whole point. You're independent, you're sovereign. You don't you know, this nation over here collapses, this nation over here at war, this bank over here collapses, like that doesn't have to impact you. And so that's one of the biggest psyops that is run against us as a country, against us as Americans, is that somehow all these things happening all around the world or in all these different far off places you couldn't find in a map somehow affect you and you need to care about it. No.
1: No, I don't. No, it doesn't. It has no effect on me in any capacity. And all this stuff started really ha- happening and amplifying once the Federal Reserve got created too, because pre-Federal Reserve, we were we were an isolationist nation for the most part. You know, we were at war with like, you know, we were expanding westward with with um, native tribes, but we were an isolationist nation. We're for... probably
0: going to get the Texas secession on the ballot, you know.
1: Yeah, but if you don't have sound money, it doesn't matter, right? Like that's that's the problem with these secessionists is that like, yo, we got to secede and this and that and I'm like, okay, I I understand. I, I don't want to get drafted to go fight in Ukraine. Um I I don't want to take a vaccine. You know, I, there's a lot of stuff that like I I could say that I agree with this, right? Like I don't want my my 5-year-old when I have kids to be taking so if, state if, puberty if, blockers, but like you can't you can't secede unless you have a monetary system that will enable human flourishing. So, so unless if, you get if, onto like a Bitcoin standard or do tex- something it, like that—
0: If Texit is on the ballot, are you going to vote for it?
1: Not unless they have an actual plan to make it a sustainable— not unless they have an actual plan to make I'm it so I'm talking about we just to a- get it. So
0: it, it's, it's like first you have to vote to get it on the ballot. I'll vote right? to get it on
1: the ballot, sure, but if it's on the ballot and there's no actual plan to adopt better money— or create an infrastructure. Well, you system at least so like so so you'll at least create that vote. Foundation.
0: You'll at least vote to get it on the ballot. But then you'll want to see something provable before you vote for yes. it to happen. Yes. All right. I'm I, I'm thinking about becoming an yes. advocate for Texas. Okay. So I, I'm it's not adv- official. I'm not I'm not, not in any official capacity. I got,
1: got an episode of uh, Brian Slayton, the state rep, on Monday. So. I like Brian. Brian's cool as hell, dude. I love Brian. Brian's awesome. He's one of the good ones. Yeah. Brian is one of the good ones. Yeah. So, and and he's big like, on Texas. He is. He, he made the bill, so we're going to talk about it. I'm going to be like, okay, well, what's what's the plan? Like, how do you implement that so it works? So he might be the one to convince you. We're going to talk. I, I'm excited to talk to, to Brian. Brian is one of my favorite, if not my favorite, representative. I hang out in his office sometimes. No, it's
0: good. You know Brian's a cool? good one.
1: Briscoe Kane is pretty cool. Yeah, there's some good ones in this Texas legislation. Briscoe Cain, his, his staff members all watch my videos. Nice. So, so you got funny videos. Thank you. I, pr- I appreciate that. Do you remember how we met?
0: So I thought it was, <laughs> it was West Sixth one night, I, and I was out, you know, probably drinking, and you. I, I thought it was outside of
1: unbarlievable. That's not how we met. That was just another instance of us meeting. Okay,
0: well, I thought that was the first, so I don't
1: remember that. No, we met before that. Come on, we we ran like so. The first time I ever met you was in 2016 at a Trump rally outside the W. That was during the day. When all the those daytime. Trump
0: protesters were out there?
1: Yes, and I just had my pedicab because I was like, oh, maybe I'll get some rides. And I was pretty neutral and apolitical, right? And you were asking if I wanted to talk out to you on camera, and I was like, no, I don't want to talk on camera. just because That's really... ironic. Yeah, I was just like, no, just because I don't really know enough or care enough about Donald Trump to even say this. See, that day see.
0: was so crazy, and I was getting footage that day, so I don't even remember that.
1: Yeah, I, I talked to you for two seconds, Because
0: right? there were clown, literal clowns yeah, out there. Oh, that I know.
1: Day. I was like, well, uh... No, because I don't really know enough or have a strong enough opinion on the situation to, like, say anything. Very forgettable. Yeah, super forgettable. So, i <laughs> like, no. And, and, and then – wait, wait. And then um, I talked to you for a second. And I was like, well, what's the problem with – and this was, like, during the general election. So, I was like, well, hey, just, what's the problem with Bernie Sanders, though? Didn't Bernie Sanders, like, also not get money from all these bankers and lobbyists? Like, And we didn't really talk about that, but I just asked the question. You're like, oh, I guess whatever. That's fine. And then you just went and did your thing. Um, It turns out that – uh. He did get money from these lobbyists, or just in the form of nonprofits, which are. You know tax deductibles and all other stuff. And Bernie's such, stuff. A yeah. Yeah. I mean, such a sellout. I mean, I wish he, is he was a total legit. sellout. Yeah, he is I a sellout. wish
0: he was legit, but he's not. He's a. He is. A he might have sellout. been at one point, but not today.
1: I did like 2016 Bernie, though. I I voted for him. He, I, I did vote for him in that prime. I voted for him in both primaries, actually.
0: I mean, he's a, He's a, He was an anti-establishment Democrat. They were. Well, he was an independent, but they're he never going to let him win. Well, they would duh. never let him win.
1: Well, no. If, and if they do let him win, it's because they're trying to implement CBDCs, and that's that's what I think. Or, but yeah, basic yeah. income. But he did. He did say a lot of stuff. That Alex Jones has said in the past. Sure, sure. So I was like, oh, well, why do you hate this guy? Well, that's the thing is Bernie Sanders. Now I get it.
0: The Bernie Sanders type takes the world's problems and says the solution is free money, you know, and that's not the solution. But that's the basic concept. I mean, if you could boil it down to a sentence, it's. Take the world's problems and solve it by giving people free money. But I do like the Bernie Sanders guys. They're, they are fun to talk to. They're anti-establishment leftists. They're fun.
1: And those are people that you could actually kind of find a middle ground mm-hmm. with. Like, if you're governing, I'd want And they don't like- have this Trump hate. You know, it's the Trump hate that just makes
0: people, like, retarded, really.
1: Yeah, I mean, some do. They did you know, or they think, like, Biden was better than Trump. But you're like, do you—let's back? Let's back up. for like, there, there was this one guy who's a pedicabber and was like— like I think I had like something wrong with the bike. He's like, "That's you get for voting for Donald Trump." <laughs> hey, and he's joking around, and I'm just like, "And I'm just like, shut up! You owe me gas money." Oh. Hey, hey. By the way, when World War Three happens, you're going to be the first to go to go on the front lines. And I just said everything that happened, and then like the whole line of pedicabbers that were like half and half all were laughing by the time it was over with. So it's it's all in good humor. It's all in good humor, and there's a lot of hardcore like Bernie people that ride these tricycles now. And what like, happens when you put on one of your songs? Oh, they like it. They think it's funny, though. That's a thing. Joe like, Biden is a pedo. Joe's a pe- I made a Trump song too, actually.
0: Well, there was one that one night. I remember that first time I got a petty. Yeah, and I was you. like,
1: okay, yeah, and I was like, dude, you want to ride? I was like, I got a Biden song, and you just were like, at first you're like, no, dude, forget it. And then I was just like, um, then I gave then I gave you a a ride. And I was like, hey, I got a song about Joe Biden, and I played the Biden song and the Epstein song, and you were yeah, you, you were song, all yeah, about yeah. it. Oh yeah, I remember that. But though, so I met you, um, 2018. I met you. Outside City Hall, and I told you I tried to be the mayor of Austin. Yeah, I remember that you ran yeah. a mayoral campaign. Yeah, and I was like, "Did you, y'all? You guys should have put me on the show." We we had fake, we had pedicab infowars. Did I ever show you pedicab infowars? I think so. Yeah. But my friend Heath was imitating Alex Jones to yeah. the T. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so nothing materialized with with coming on the show or anything like that. And I saw you had a few reopen protests. Said hi to you, you know. And then no, like, I know.
0: I always remember running into you over the years.
1: Yeah, we just ran into each other very, very casually, in passing, and then like. Uh, I saw you downtown I was like I, got, I gotta show you this Biden song and then it just it's a great song it's, a great, so, dude, that, that was it's still best. on YouTube right it's on, yes
0: alright good I have it on my iPod it's on my iTunes I love that Joe it's, Biden is a Petta. Petta. Yeah, it's a, it's a classic me.
1: dude that, that's the best Joe Biden song of all time I, that's better than Bryson Gray song and I'll say it
0: I don't even remember Bryson's exactly. song exactly yeah well exactly <laughs>
1: Exactly. There like was another one. Taken.
0: Now they're writing songs, and you know what you need to do is these other guys are doing is take the compilation. There was a new one yesterday, Joe Biden sniffing a baby. I don't know if you saw it yesterday. Brand new, oh. f- brand new fresh oh baby boy. sniff from Joe Biden, so put that in the archive. He needs
1: that Adrenochrome. He needs that good Adrenochrome. <laughs> you take,
0: take your song and then make the music video just – the compilation of Joe Biden sniffing kids, grabbing kids, groping women, squeezing their breasts, squeezing their ass, sniffing their necks, <sighs> grabbing their hair, and just put that all in a compilation with your song behind it, bro.
1: That's the that's a, might be. A I'll play dollars. that on the show for sure. Okay, I'll figure this out. I will figure this. You out. You make that mm-hmm. happen. I play it on the show, guaranteed. Send me send me the the footage of, of Biden doing this, and I'll see how
0: it's he everywhere. Does. You know the footage is everywhere. Biden sniffing kids. Biden sniffing kids, grabbing. I mean that women. was
1: literally my music video. My the music video I made is literally that Owen. I've seen the music video. I,
0: I don't remember that. There's I'll a have book? to go find it. I'll go find. It. I'll go reinvestigate this.
1: Yeah, my music video is literally that. Also, I made. You got to play my Trump song.
0: I don't know if I've heard. I probably have. Uh, I'll
1: pl- I'll, pl- I'll I'll show it to you when we um after we wrap up the episode. But um, yeah, we we ran into each other a whole bunch of times, and it was just fucking great, dude. Crazy.
0: There's um, only so many places here in Austin where people go out, dude. A lot. What have we
1: covered? We pretty much covered everything. Yeah. We hit a lot of topics. Um, Okay, last thing. How's everything going with, like, Alex's case and all that stuff? Man,
0: I tell you, I don't even want to get into some of the the behind-the-scenes stuff, but uh, it's pretty wild, actually. It's pretty wild what they put Alex through. And um, when you you experience that firsthand, you realize what evil we're up against, and you realize that certain people— have just totally totally sold out to it, bought into it, and they just do not care. And uh, it's a sad state of affairs. It's a a dark reality to have to experience. And it just makes you fight harder, hoping that that doesn't become the norm.
1: Yeah, I think that generally speaking, um, he's an easy target. I think he's an easy target. I think like you make one mistake with, with the Sandy hook thing, you've admitted that you've made a mistake and they're just trying to find any, these people will, will try to find any mistake that you make um, at whatever point in time during your career. And they will use it to try and silence you in whatever capacity they, they think they can do. Um, Which is another reason why you have to mock these people relentlessly because th- th- this stuff only works if people comply and take them seriously. And the more you mock these entities, the less likely they are to be taken seriously on a big scale. Right? Like, so like, yeah too many people fell for the 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 psyop during this virus right but not enough did to to create this new world order that they wanted yeah and you know what less people are falling for the ukraine psyop less people are following are falling for the banking psyop less people are falling for each each successive psyop and the less people that fall for these psyops the less likely you are able to you're going to be able to create this this new world order that you want and yeah they're going to try to ratchet it up there's going to be more delusionment they're going to try to like make these geopolitical conflicts as bad as possible but all you got to do is stay ahead of the, one step ahead of the game understand what the playbook is and everything is laid out in documents you read the, you can read all these Rockefeller lockstep documents they're all there you can watch the world economic forum press conferences they have to show this to you legally they openly say this stuff so all you have to do is just be one step ahead of of everything and you have to you know because you can't logically reason with tyrants you can't vote your way out of tyranny because tyrants are not going to make the voting fair but you can mock them into oblivion where you don't comply wh- where people just refuse to comply with the tyranny and if, if you don't comply the tyranny never gets manifested or or enforced so that that's what i think and i think that when you understand that your attitude has got to be instead of saying hey i'm making stuff to get famous i'm making stuff for likes i'm making stuff t- you know because i want to have a career it's like no dude you're making stuff to like legitimately make the world a better place and if not change the world stop a horrifying change from happening and, and your goal is to just continue putting out content making stuff and doing the best you can to reach even if it's just one person to wake somebody up so that that's one less person complying with the bullshit and you know you get you get an influx of people to not comply with with all the bullshit that's happening eventually then then all of a sudden that permeates to law enforcement well, you know, that permeates to people that that permeates to the agents of the state that don't want to comply with it. And if nobody wants to comply with it, you can't enforce anything. Well,
0: I'm so glad you said that too, because when I first changed to start doing politics and I had a YouTube channel, I was not getting many views there at all. And I remember I, there were some naysayers like what you're wasting your time. You need to focus on this. You know, there's a career <laughs> opportunity here, blah, blah, blah. And I had the, and I I committed to that mindset at that time. And I said, if I reach one person then it's worth it. If I just reach one person, I don't know what kind of impact that could have in the future, but if I reach one person, then everything I would be doing is worth it, and I've been blessed enough to be reaching far more than one person now, but that's just where it starts. But, you know, getting back to the humiliation factor, I think that this first go-around, I mean, I even look at myself, you know, in the defiance to the mask mandates and everything else, um, I was mostly, I would say... A jerk, I guess I would say. Like, somebody tells me to wear a mask and all this stuff, I'd be, I'd be mean to them. Yeah. Like, I'd be mean to them, and I'd, if I'd maybe at first try to be nice and say, hey, look, you know, there's no law, or it doesn't help anything, or maybe fake the asthma deal, whatever it is.
1: So I have a Spider-Man mask that I just, I just put on, like, I put on, but like, a mask. But that's masks. what I'm
0: saying yeah. is, like, I, I was really, like, I was obstinate, and I was standoffish and mean to these people, and I think that if it, if it came down again to that point, I think that I would kind of switch my approach and just go into straight humor. Yeah. Like just, oh, oh you're going to tell me to wear a mask And I'm going to make you look like a jackass Oh, oh I need, I'm going to put on 30 masks And I'm yes. going to sit right here And I'm going to put every yeah, single exactly, one of these medical yes, masks yes. on Is this okay? And then I'm going to sneeze And they're all going to come off Oh And I'm going to fumble around on the ground Oh, for my sneeze mask yes, I yes. mean, that that's kind of, I think If we had to go through it again The thing that I would do differently Is maybe take that approach of less standoffish jerk Leave me alone To
1: make a mockery ju- Yeah, just, just, dive a mockery of it. yeah just, just dive in Just dive in, culture yeah, exactly, jam exactly, yes so I mean, I, you saw the mask I wore, when I was giving rides, the Captain America mask. Yeah, and then and um, it, just, it was like a reverse. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> mouth, the mouth was open. <laughs> yeah, like I'm wearing a mask. Let's go. This is it's for your crazy. Yeah, people, there, dude. people
0: put underwear
1: over their head. I mean, I saw all kinds yeah, the of crazy stuff. And, and, and like whenever I went into the grocery store, I'm like, all right. Hey man, there might be some old person. Like I don't want to get like it's whatever. I'm only going to be there for two seconds. I'm putting the Spider-Man mask on. I'm just wearing like or gorilla costumes or Ninja Turtle masks. Like I was just, I was just doing that and it's, just because like honestly, the more people that just wear do stuff like that, the more silly it looks, and they'll just get rid of it because like dude, yeah, they don't want is, a bunch of people walking around in superhero masks. Just it's hard to believe <laughs> that we actually went through that,
0: but we did. That was a real thing, man. They made us wear a freaking mask.
1: <laughs> God, crazy. They made us do all that. Well, yeah, you know, forget about the, the pollution of the environment. Forget about these people yeah. collapsing your currency. Forget about the fact that your social security won't exist. Just shut up and put your mask on. Man, I wish I was in the mask industry. You know? Dude, for real, right? Would have been making
0: some dough. You'd be
1: making bank.
0: I'm being retired. Dude, you guys had your own masks. We did have You masks. had Enforced masks. We did have You had your own masks. <laughs> I don't remember how many of those. we, we I hope didn't. it was Zero.
1: I hope I hope you sold zero because no, if, if anybody listened to your show, they, that should be the last thing that any of them actually bought.
0: We actually did not buy that many, um, but they did eventually all sell out. And uh, I never, I don't know if I ever wore one. <laughs> well, I don't even want to. It was just you. Literally, there were times where we had standoffs at the at the front of restaurants. I'm not even kidding. You. And I think this is what led to it. Actually, is Alex myself. And some of the other Infowars crew had a standoff at a a restaurant like we had a we had a a table reserved and none of us wearing masks and they wouldn't let us in. And we basically had this gigantic standoff for like 10 minutes over this mask thing. And I don't even remember the solution. But Alex's response was, if they're going to make us wear a mask, I'm going to. Sell a mask that says Infowars on it, and at least we can do some marketing when we're out like this. Um, but we didn't. Buy, we didn't. Th- that yeah, was the a Godzilla really...
1: mask. You should just give given all y'all costumes. Yeah, masks the reptile like, mask. Yeah, just wear that and like just walk around and just wear the reptile mask. Sit at your table and take your and they, you already make the point anyway. Yeah, it's
0: such a joke. Hopefully, was... never again.
1: No, there will always be something again. But honestly, these masks were also done because um. I think it's all ties into and we we got to wrap up soon, but like it also ties in the whole to defund. The, what do you think that defund the police stuff happened? What do you mean? Like, why do you think why do you think they were going so big on defunding the police?
0: Well, it's a it's an easy it's an easy bait for for liberals. I can tell uh, you why. It, but, you know, I mean, Austin's been hit maybe the worst with it, really.
1: Well, I can tell you exactly why it's happening. Um, it's because they want to replace the police with something else to create more of a police state. Well, sure. I mean, ultimately, it's a bait and switch. Almost everything like in, is. In San Francisco, you got to show your face now. You got to do face ID, and like, and like, uh, at like the Walgreens or at the supermarket to even buy your food. We'll have ways because, around that. But that, but that's what they're doing. And like, San Francisco is like a crime-infested shithole with this Soros DA. It's horrible. Who would want to live there? Yeah, and nobody, right? But the point is, now that's now that's their solution is you got to have a face ID. You got to show your face ID and and Dude, do all I, this like uh, CCP like like new world order stuff. Now to go. Buy your basic groceries Yep um, And they have all these Robot police dogs That they're coming out with Like you have security Like it's gonna places fail. like New York City Got computer, um, security cameras everywhere Like
0: It's gonna fail They're not gonna win Well they won't Nobody wants to live you, in that tyranny
1: Nobody wants to But People also need to understand What these progressive measures Are going to lead to And if you like Slow walk Why this is happening Like Hey bro These people that um, Gentrified you out of your house In East Austin They don't care about actually um promoting racial equity and making law enforcement less tyrannical. Yeah, like even this idea like, (laughs) like even
0: this idea of gentrification is ridiculous because we're in an area here of Austin on the east side that has been downtrodden for a while and there's been some some problems here for a while. And now I'm driving through, and they're actually like rebuilding it and putting up nice apartments. And I'm like, oh, this could be looking cool, like
1: maybe. Yeah, next to a homeless camp, and everyone that you're going to come is going to have Well, eventually you, they want to move there, them out. Everyone there is going to yeah. By the time the the by the time they've got to move like them a 15 out, fifteen minute city, or by the time you know they have all these multi million dollar condos and you can't afford to live here anymore, then they'll move them out. Um, Yeah. Yeah, then they'll move them out. Well, those apartments are not
0: going to be cheap, I bet.
1: Yeah, and everybody there's gonna have pronouns in their bio and Ukrainian flags in their bio. So cool. (laughs) Yeah. Good (laughs) Good job. Cool. Maybe
0: ten of them will. Yeah, we'll see. Hey, Owen, how do we get in touch with you? The best place to find me, one of the most banned men in the world, is band.video, And I'm live there three to six p.m. weekdays, hosting the InfoWars War Room. And Sunday nights, six to eight P.M. hosting Sunday Night Live. That's where you can find probably about 90% of my content at band.video, infowars.com. And then I've uh, kind of got a little thing going on the side at rumble.com slash Owen. It's just a little studio I built myself. I like to go live and have a little bit more fun like what we're doing here. So rumble.com slash Owen, subscribe there, and uh, I'll be live on band.video here in about uh, three or four hours.
1: Excellent. We're excited. Owen, thank you so much. Great time, this, man. This, this I love what you're doing. Thank you. This, this broke the internet.
0: And keep <laughs> keep going to the city council and uh, giving them, you know, next time you stumble and fall on a scooter, or you know, maybe you have to take a picture of your feet for OnlyFans.
1: Oh, the, believe me. There's a lot more. There's a <laughs> I love lot. It. Yes. There's a lot, dude. There, there's and the well, the state legislator. I'm gonna have a field day with these people. That's the great. And elect- you're
0: getting them on your, you're getting them on the podcast too. That's awesome. Yeah, fun.
1: Good times. All right, we're excited. We got bonus footage next. Let's go.